Building a business is a process. It takes time, it takes energy, and it takes many, many steps. It's not something that's one and done. You don't just tick off. Built business, yes, done that, move on. That's not how it works. It's something that you can work on for as long as you want to, which comes with its challenges. How do you know where you are? How do you know where you're going? How do you know if you're making progress or not? Welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur Coaching Series. And today we're looking at the process of building businesses. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. And back today for the episode, Christina, Fresh Print Media, welcome back. Thank you, Alan. I'm happy to be back. I'm glad you're here. I've been really looking forward to this because this is now episode 11 of our second season together. So we've we've done nearly 24 episodes together, which is huge. And you've been on a little bit of a journey so far. Definitely. It is definitely a journey. (laughs) (laughs) With some ups and some downs and all sorts of things going along. Um, One of the things I realized some time ago is it's very important to hold on to the vision of where you're going, because sometimes we get caught up in the daily grind and we forget to look up and see, oh, that's where I'm heading. That can give you energy. It can help you make decisions and it can help you to make progress. And actually, Simon and I, much to our team's annoyance, used to do this every single year. We'd go on the annual Rebel Business School retreat We'd normally go and hide in Poland for a week where the food is amazing and cheap and the prog is incredible. And every year we would go, here's all of the possible things we could do. Do we want to still continue running Rebel Business School? And I think for the first couple of years, people feared for their jobs. Like, what is Donegan and Payne doing? Do they actually want to bother? And actually what the process was for us was to re-fall in love with our business again and to know that's where we're heading. And sometimes that's really important. So my opening question for everyone listening to this, and obviously Christina, is where are you going with this? What are you building? What's the vision? It's hard. I mean, it's interesting that you like specifically would have a time where you sat down and said like, what are all the things we could do? And then what are, but what are we going to do? Is it continue on or are we going to change it? Because I think along the way, things change organically, or you have to make pivots, or it just, it happens. But there's also times where you're like, I hate this. This isn't going anywhere. This is taking too long. What am I even doing? Like, there's so many things that cross (laughs) your mind. You're like, what is it that I was doing in the first place? And then you're like, oh, that looks fun. Maybe we could do that instead. You know, it's easy to get disheartened, discouraged, distracted, find see something shiny you know oh shiny say, optics maybe that'll syndrome. be an easier path and what but it really it's just you have to keep with it and i think for me i've always wanted to build something work for myself be independent and i think for a long time it didn't really matter what it was and that's why i didn't succeed at anything because i just kind of like 
<laughs> you know, I flipped from idea to idea to idea. I never really followed through because once you mm-hmm. having the idea is fun, but then following through day after day, week after week, month, year, and continuing to grind at it is difficult. So I think in this case, it's like we've actually been, you and I working at this for a year now, and I've been doing work towards it for even longer than that and staying on this path with photography. So, you know, it's like building a creative photo agency that I, you know, I'm at the center of. Oh, I love that. One of the expressions I'd love to give you and everyone listening is people completely overestimate what they can do in a year. They're like, in a year, I will build the most successful business. I will have 14 photographers working for me. We'll have a creative agency with funky offices in the center of Los Angeles and all of this stuff. And then they get so disheartened. I did. I got so disheartened when I didn't reach that. But on the other side, people completely underestimate what they can build in a decade. The challenge is setting those proper timelines and going, if I keep plugging at this, we'll keep making progress and we'll do it. And in business, in life, my wife loves to repeat this to me. She just screams at me, it's not linear, Alan. It's not linear. And for those of you that are listening, what that means is a linear is one plus one equals two, two plus two equals four, and then you just kind of build up that way. And the idea in linear is you send one email, you get one client. You send one email, you get one client. But that's not how life works. You send 100 emails and you get one client. Then you send 200 emails and you get another few clients. And then after you've been doing it for several years, the clients start to come to you and your business is flying. But it's never linear, it's exponential. And exponential is where nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. And then all of a sudden it's like, whoa, business is happening and things grow. And one of the prime examples of that is finances. Nothing happened for me in my 20s. If you looked at my financial graph in my 20s, Christina, it was flatlining. <laughs> like there wasn't even a pulse in my finances. Nothing happened. And then 30s started to pick up. And then the like last couple of years of my 30s, it went mental. It just went mental. And if you zoom in, it looks as though my finances grew in a linear way. But if you zoom out, nothing happened for like a two decades. And then eventually it took off right at the end. So people underestimate what they can do in a a decade, but they overestimate what they can do in a year. So I think it's really important to keep that vision in mind so that you know to keep going. Like if you keep going, if you see green shoots, if things are happening and you put your energy out there, things will happen. So the vision is a creative agency with Christina Russo in the center. Is that correct? Yes. So what's that look like? What's the day-to-day look like? How does it feel? Who are you working with? Like, what's that vision? Day-to-day is, I mean, obviously it's shift. Day-to-day, I guess, you know, week-to-week is like, I think a lot of the stuff, like the sharing and the being out there on social is something that, you know, I would have to do a little less of. But I would be creating, designing, and and shooting a lot of these projects for big brands, more creative, cool. you know, product or really interesting, fun stuff. Using my creativity, 
working for some bigger companies. Which it feels like you do a little bit of that now. We just need to keep going and do more of the vision. Exactly, yeah. And then the interesting thing is, it's like you've got this giant vision of where you want to go, then you've got to let go of it. Yeah. (laughs) It's like the Zen art of productivity. You have this big goal and then you let go of it and you go back to taking the small daily actions that what has to happen to make the thing happen, but still coming back to it and visualizing life as you want it to be every week, every now and again, but it's coming back to it and then touching in on where you're going. And what I've got good at over the years is seeing the vision and then going, what's the next action? And then I literally plow into the next actions and do stuff. And then after a week or two, I'm lost going, I've done a lot of stuff. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Then you have to reconnect with the vision again. And that gives you a whole host of new energy, new directions, and you see that you've made progress and you keep going. Does that kind of make any sense? Yeah, definitely. It's really really easy to get caught up. It's really, you know, you have a moment, you're like, ah, this is it. This is what I'm doing. And then you get caught up in the actions. And then all of a sudden you're not a far away, like distance. Like it's none of that's carried you away from your vision, but you just haven't like connected with it in so long directly. So it's easy to be like, wait, where am I? Why am I posting this to Instagram right now? (laughs) (laughs) Why am I doing this? Why am I doing any of this? (laughs) And you just feel a little bit lost and then you reconnect with the vision and you go, ah, that's why I'm doing this. Then you can kind of focus again and get back to it. And I think it's the reconnecting with the vision. And when Simon and I built a team at Rebel Business School, I think the thing we didn't do well to start with, the thing we did badly, was we forgot to keep telling everyone the vision. Here's where we're going. We're changing the way entrepreneurship is taught. We're helping people to build businesses. We're changing their lives. We're creating this impact. Here's the vision. This is where we're going. Now go promote the event. Do an Instagram post. Do a Facebook advert. Do this, do that. Because those daily actions will lead to that goal. But we didn't communicate that strongly enough to get other people excited about where we're going. And actually, as a business owner, it's your job to get the people around you excited. And it's your job to get you excited. (laughs) It's your job to give you the energy. So it's that vision down to the daily actions. And we've got pretty good at this season at going, okay, what's the vision? What are we going to do about this? And I definitely ask you that awkward question at the end of every episode, which is based on all we've talked about. What are you going to do, Christina? I'm going to ask you a different question now, because this is actually one that really struck me probably about seven or eight years ago and made me really think in a different way. So based on this vision, the vision is you're the creative at the center of an agency, working with big brands, doing cool projects. That's the vision. Who do you have to become to achieve this vision? And for everyone listening, this is a really important question. Who? Who do you have to become to achieve your vision? So, Christina, who do you need to become? I think it's tough because you definitely need, there has to be, there's so many elements, right? I think definitely there's some sense of organization and tracking like you have to be 
you have to be aware of everything, have a certain level of organization and, you know, have some way that you're checking in and keeping all the balls in the air. You know, something you have, to, you have to be an organized person, I guess, really. And then for me, I also feel like I have to be creative and fun in the way I outwardly express myself because like, mm. let's face it, if you're hiring someone that's going to do creative work and then you're on a meeting or you meet them in person and they just look boring and corporate or just <laughs> really bland to speak to, then, you know, I don't know if you're going to trust their, that they have any kind of creative spark or juice or that they're going to bring anything to your, your, what you're doing. So I don't, I think there's like presentationally, there's one thing beyond beyond the business and how that presents. I think like the person behind it, if you're the driving force has to have a creative presentation. <laughs> have you heard of the word congruence? Yes. So congruence basically means for anyone who's listening, congruence means things line up. So if you say you're a trustworthy person and you believe you're a trustworthy person, then you follow through on what you say and you turn up on time and your actions line up with your self-image. Incongruence, or another way of putting it would be authenticity, is critical in any business because people can smell that stuff a mile off. Like the salesman who's trying to sell used cars and he's dressed up in a suit and he looks good, but you can just kind of smell something is off. <laughs> Something's not quite right. You don't trust them. And I think it's really important. Like you are a creative and fun person, and that should line up with the outside image of creative and fun. And actually, if we look creative and fun and we are organized and professional, and like all of those things line up, that's when people really trust what we're doing. And as Simon and I love to say on the Rebel Business School, the foundation of everything is trust. People will not buy your service. They will not work with you if they do not trust you. So like the number one thing is how do we develop that trust? And the trust is when you say you're going to do something, you do it, you follow through, you look the way you sound, you sound the way you say, if you promise you'll do something, you do it. Like it all lines up and you are who you are. And we actually don't want to hide who you are at all. We want you to be who you are, like free, creative and expressing. And so there's that authenticity piece. So we've got who does Christina need to be to build this business? We've got organized, organized, the disciplined and making sure everything's working. We've got creative and fun. If there was someone running this creative agency, there's another question for you. Is there a team with you or is it just you? In the long term, yes. I mean, mm. right this moment, it's mostly me. I have a little help, <laughs> but... Um, yeah, I mean, eventually, I would love to have people working with me, not just, you know, I don't know if they're full time or part time based on, you know, because it's great to have a, an on set assistant for shooting days. And it's great to have someone to help me with post production, or, you know, going through images, uh, potentially editing. And I don't know if that 
could be a same person that's full time or that is different people. It really depends on skill sets and per- finding the right fit. I'm also, it's very important to find the right fit, especially in a creative endeavor, because you need people that have similar taste and style or complementary taste and style that, that adds. Um, and one of the big reasons that I really do want down the line to have, you know, more people or involved in a regular basis is because I think that it feeds the energy of like being with people and creating together. It, it feeds the project. And I think they're better. You all not only have more eyes on it to say, Oh, look at that little piece of dust or this or that, but you just have like, when you're working with people you gel with stuff comes out better. There's good energy. So I think that's very important to me. And that's one of the things that working by myself, self-employed is that I've kind of missed a little and try to bring it in when I can. Um, I think that's why eventually I want it to be where I do have some people that are regularly involved. Yeah, it makes such a difference when you're working with someone who's got good energy. Don't tell Simon this, but (laughs) I love working with him. He is full of energy, full of bounce. He has this way of taking my ideas and playing them back to me. And he says I'm a really good balance for him because he kind of throws out a bunch of word noodle ideas (laughs) and I pick the idea that's the chestnut in the middle and go, we should do this. And he goes, yes. And then we've done it by the end of the meeting. And we just work really together, well together. And it is incredible when you get someone to bounce off. But that doesn't have to be someone you hire. It can be another business owner that you work together with on separate projects. It could be someone who drafts in for bigger projects. There's all sorts of people. And actually drafting someone in It can work really, really well. You find someone cool you love and you win a project big enough for both of you and you get some cool stuff to do together and to bounce off. Yeah. And the person who wins the business always gets the lion's share of the profit too, which is always nice. Yeah. Um, So who do you have to become? Organized, tracking things, creative and fun. Is there any, any other characteristics, skills, like titles Who do you need to become? Who would be head of this Christina Russo Enterprises? Uh, I think also not. I mean, it kind of ties into organized, but like, I think you have to be a boss. You have to be able to, you know, communicate and not and set parameters and boundaries, especially the thing I found. I mean, through trial and error over the years, working for different people, doing different projects is you have to set boundaries because creative works are kind of nebulous. Like, you know, we can't get into each other's heads or see what each other is thinking. You do your best to storyboard. Yeah. (laughs) Storyboard and create. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a creative work. It's going to, you're going to take all the inspiration ideas, mood boards and something completely different is going to come out that no one was ever able to like really visualize completely. You know, it's not like a, an architecture experience, uh, like building creative work is so unique in that regard. So I think it's, that's part of the thing is setting boundaries that help you define and also help you not get taken advantage of and to make sure that the working relationship is good. So I think, you know, there's a little bit of I don't know how else to put it. Like, and I'm I, hearing it, confident and clear. Yeah. I'm hearing like a boss that's confident, clear, and precise. Yeah. And it takes time to build. I, I only know all this 
all of those things and boundaries I want because I've um, not set them in the past and been <laughs> locked all over. Or, you know, yeah, <laughs> it's all through trial and error. You don't know until it happens to you, and you're like, "Well, that wasn't good. Let's not do that again." Yes, so, let's never do that again. Yeah, cool. So we've got organized, creative, and be the boss. The communication, the clear, the set, the boundaries, the strong. Is there anything else, Christina? No, I think a lot of the skill sets. Obviously, there's a bunch of skill sets that one needs to have, but I mean, I already have them, so I don't know if I should include like, but they are the about the basis of, I guess what I'm doing. Like to are you be, talking about the photography, the work on the computer, the yeah, editing, editing, or even, you know, how does Pinterest work? How does Instagram work? How to send an email is the person or are the people that run these organizations, good salespeople? I think potentially it's hard because sales is, and as we've talked about, like the cheesy, like salesman person, right. Who's I do sales, like, you know, Glenn Gary, (laughs) Glenn Ross, always be closing, like, give me the leads, like this kind of thing, right. This pushy thing we think of when we hear sales. Um, That's like, I don't think those people are those kind of they're not those kind of sales people. They're not good at that kind of sales. I no, think, they're the antithesis of yeah, that sales. I Absolute think, antithesis. Yeah. I think they're. I think they are good salespeople in an organic way because they're excited about what they do. They're putting out good stuff. They are clearly passionate. So, I think they are good salespeople, but just not in the classic way that one might think about sales. It's interesting because quite often the person who builds the business, if a business is successful, they become their best salesperson. Like they're the person. I don't, I don't necessarily, would you, well, here's the question. Christina, would you see me as one of those pushy type salespeople that you just described? No, not at all. But you're very passionate and like energetic. So I feel like if you're telling me about something you really like, then I'm like, well, I should check that out because you're really into it. And I got very excited this week because I've sold the first ever Rebel Finance School. Uh, So we ran two online that we gave away to people and we've sold one directly to a housing association in the UK. They bought it for their residents. So we basically launched a new business and I was back in the sales game. That's exciting. Um, I know. I was doing sales calls. I was speaking to people. I was pitching. I was doing all that stuff. And it happened because I sold. That was it. And I think that view of salespeople, it, you're absolutely right. You definitely don't want to be like that. But the people who run these businesses who are good, they are incredible salespeople because they are so passionate, knowledgeable and they've learned how to ask closing sales questions without sounding sleazy. They've learned how to be a good salesperson, how to close, how to maneuver, how to uncover a person's needs and wants to work out whether you can deliver it and then to close in and show, demonstrate that you can do it. And there is a process to getting good at sales. And actually, like, this is your list. This is definitely your list. I would put on there for you to get to the stage where you are at the center of that team. You need to be a phenomenal salesperson. Who is Christina? She is organized 
and she's brilliantly focused. She is creative and fun. She's a boss when she's controlling things. She sets parameters. She communicates clearly. And she is phenomenal at selling. Like She built this business through her sales ability. It's like so wild because like I definitely like I if uh, I've never thought I'm good at sales and like the thought of like, well, maybe I could. Alan's right. I could be good at sales. I could be great at sales. like it's just kind of like tough to wrap my head around even after all this time. It's not like <laughs> we've been talking about sales. That's the whole why we started. Right. And it's still take it's taken me this long to be like, huh, maybe I could. <laughs> Maybe I could sell things well. I don't know. <laughs> so, well, I think it's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. like, there's this thing of maybe I could, maybe, and you could. Like sales is a learnt skill. Yeah, taking good photos. Like you are a creative person, and you've learnt the skills of how to do this. Sales is the same. Being organised is a learnt skill. I was not born organized let me tell you i did not pop out of the womb with a to-do list and a sharpened getting things done mindset i was very disorganized when i was younger and had to learn all this stuff that's why i'm actually asking you this question who do you need to become to run this business because if we can work out like if you've got that vision of who you want to be, like the confident Christina that walks in, she sets parameters, she delegates well, she's organized, she's creative. She's like, oh, let's try this, let's do this. And when she needs to, she sells, she asks great questions. Like that vision of Christina, you're actually not that far off. Um, but you know what I mean, that vision of Christina, then we can go out and go, okay, let us do a course on sales. Let's do a course on being organized. Let's learn and develop the skills so that I become the person I want to become. Because the version of Alan that you see in front of you now didn't exist until I started crafting him. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Christina? <laughs> I mean, maybe I could be good at sales. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's the most missing piece of all of it. But it's something like, I mean, uh, it just like, again, we go back to that people underestimate or overestimate what they can do in a certain amount of time. And I feel like we've been working at this for a while. So why am I not there yet? But I did have extreme uh, avoidance to sales to start with. So I guess we've come fairly far. Uh, <laughs> you know, I it's it's like kind of mind blowing to think, oh, well, I could be good at sales in the not so distant future because I've ne I've told myself for 20 plus years that I'm not good at sales. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's, you know, I'm changing a bigger belief. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot to like wrap my head around. I guess sales therapy session. A sales therapy. Maybe that's the next session <laughs> yeah. is the sales therapy session. Maybe just um, hypnotize me or something. <laughs> I have been trained as a hypnotist. Oh, yeah? Uh, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, like, just, just look. Like we've been speaking for a little over a year. Where were you a year ago? Uh, scared to email anyone. It was a side hustle? Yeah. You were scared to email anyone? Like, what do you mean I have to ring people? What do you mean if I have to do this? And you look at the distance you've made over one year, it's phenomenal. Yeah. 
And imagine if we keep this pace of learning and progress up for the next one year, two year, three year, yeah, four years. And again, exponential because like I think we've learned or covered a lot of the difficult thing. I mean, it's not it's all difficult, but I think like you know, <laughs> there's the always bulk a new of, level. <laughs> yeah. The bulk of information, like the the intermediary, like the uh, I don't know, like the base of the pyramid has been built. Like we've covered a lot. So it's just like keep keep at it, you know? It's like whoosh. so. Absolutely. Absolutely. So here's the question I want to ask you. What's the skills you want to develop? to become who you want to become over the next six months or a year? I think the most is the sales. And I think for me, what kind of, that kind of boils down to is not the active sales, not the like motions of what needs to the sharing, the outreaching. I think it's the excitement behind it. And this ties into, I guess it's a bit of imposter syndrome and I sometimes don't share things to like my personal network as much as I should or, or whatever, mm. because I I feel like if I put stuff out there on my personal networks and I'm like, Ooh, here's what I'm doing. Really happy about it. Excited. If you need something, look me up. I guess the thing in the back of my head is that there's certain people that are going to be like, Oh, well, who does she think she is? Right. Who? Oh, it's not good. Or this or that. But I guess like, that's me projecting, first of all. Second of all, I, you know, whatever. So I think I just need to work on like passionately sharing because I could bet you there's a lot of people say on my personal Facebook that don't even know what I'm doing with myself, what I do, where I'm, you know, it, no clue. So I think I just need to be more outward everywhere, not just behind the comfort of my company name. And that is <laughs> that is the sales things. So be excited and like just passionate about what I do, regardless of where I am at physically or digitally. This is something I've struggled with for years. And it's actually something we identified right at the start of running our business is we didn't shout about what we were good doing that was good. We didn't tell people, we just quietly did it in the background. Yeah. Didn't shout about it, didn't promote, didn't sell. And you know who wins the jobs? The best self-promoters, not the people who are best at the work. And rightly or wrongly, we live in a capitalist society where it's about being noticed and it's about selling yourself and marketing yourself rather than, like, obviously, if you work on both, I'm not saying it's one or the other, like, if you work on your craft and you do a brilliant job, people will refer you and recommend you and you will find more business. But if you just do that, no one will ever hear of you. You just won't get started in the same way. If you do both, if you're exceptional at your craft and you self-promote and get everywhere, that's when things start to explode. So it's never an either or, but the people who don't promote and don't sell, they just quietly sit there waiting for the business, trying to be good. They're just never going to grow it. So I think the answer to the question that you said is sales is the top skill to learn. I think that's going to make such a difference. And I think one of the things we should do is come up with a plan of how you would like to learn to develop the sales skills you want to learn. And we can come up with a plan for that uh, in a little bit, because that 
is going to help you make progress on getting to where you want to be. Yeah. And I think sometimes we get so caught up in the doing the do that we forget to sharpen the saw and develop the skills alongside at the same time. And it's going to make so much of a difference to what you're doing. How do you best learn, Christina? I guess through action, like things that I can actually, you know, if uh, if I can apply something right away or, you know, fairly quickly and do it, like actionable lessons and steps, um, you know, if I can, if it's something physical, if I can touch it, get my hands on it, or just, you know, just do the thing. I always, taking notes really helps me learn, even if I don't do anything with them, just the act of like writing that down for some reason. Um, but yeah, I think in general, having actionable learning is really the best instead of, it's so easy to just take in information. It's also easy to use that as a procrastination tool. Oh, I'm learning things. And you're just, all you're doing is taking information <laughs> that you're never going to act on. So it's great when I do some, when I learn something where it's like, okay, we just talked about this, but here's how you're going to apply it. Don't move on until you have done that. Yes. Learn it, work it, apply it, see if it works, fail or succeed, and then repeat. Yeah. And I think the bit sometimes people forget is learning something new and then trying it 10 times. Because the first time you try it, it's never going to go that smoothly because it's a bit awkward. It's like the first time I'm doing it, this feels weird, this feels strange, I'll have a go. And you have to repeatedly try it to see where you go. But so many people that I've met come on courses, they learn a new skill, they try it once. It's a bit awkward and it doesn't work perfectly and then they give up. Mm -hmm. Like, well, I was never born to be a salesman. Of course you weren't. No one's born to be a salesman. Keep going and you'll learn it. Keep trying. Keep putting yourself in the situations. Cool. So, so far this episode, we've looked at what's the big vision and then baking that down into what are we actually going to do and who do we need to become to get to that vision? And that's kind of the crux of this stuff. Then we keep checking back in on the vision and going, are we making progress? And what do we actually do? I guess the next sort of key bit comes from the idea of what gets measured gets improved. Have you heard of that concept? Yes. So if we're not measuring, how do we know if we're going in the right direction? You don't. Um, because I can confidently tell you that my weight is going in the wrong direction at the moment. Had too much food in America and Oaxaca. It's not good, Christina. But at least I'm knowing I'm going in the wrong direction. I could do something about it. I think quite often people don't even realize they're going in the wrong direction. Then they wake up 20 years later and they're like, whoa, my finances are in a mess or my weight's in a mess. So we need to know what you're measuring to know whether you're heading in the right direction or not. Do you measure and track any numbers for your business, Christine? Yes. What do you measure and track? I measure for my business specifically. I measure, well, I track the emails I send and then monthly expenses and revenue. And then I also track website traffic, views, and average time spent. And Ooh. then on, um, I, track my social media, like my Instagram and stuff, like if the follower count has improved or not. And then also, what else do I track? There's something else. Oh, I've been looking, I've been keeping track of the Google My Biz, um, just the page views and stuff. Ooh, 
I like that. I like that. So let's have a look at these now. Email sent. Are you trending in the right direction? I mean, I send more than zero, so there's some that's something. <laughs> um, I'm <laughs> I'm sending roughly twenty a week. That's cool. Yeah. Sometimes, uh, sometimes more, sometimes less. I think that's really critical. I love that. We're doing it. It's going out there. It's happening. Expenses and revenue. Sometimes expenses trend in the wrong direction, which is never good. Revenue, you kind of want to keep trending upwards. What's the general trend with those? Um, I think like on a yearly or quarterly basis, it's been you know, good, uh, positive in the revenue and fairly low in the expenses. My overall expenses are fairly low, which is good month over month. It just depends, you know, especially like last month I bought a new computer, which of course is a kind of a large expense. (laughs) So that was a hit. Um, yes for that month. So, but obviously I'm not buying a computer every month. So I can't also look at just one month and be like, oh, I have to say. No, we need to look over time, definitely. And quarterly is actually a far more reliable reliable direction because with every business, there's quiet times and busy times. For us at Rebel Business School, no one wants to run courses over the summer because the kids are off, uh, people are going on holidays. We had dreadful turnover every August. And then we would have dreadful turnover every December because no one wants to run courses whilst Christmas is on. So we kind of looked, are we generally trending the right way? And I think that's the interesting bit here. Website traffic, views, that sort of stuff. How's the trend? Where are we heading from and to? It's good, actually. I mean, it's um, end of May. And I only think I did that because my planner actually prompts me at the end of each month. It's from this lady. She is in the UK and she runs the female entrepreneurs network or something. And I have her planner and every month it has like, it prompts you to put in stats. And I think only because it asked me for website traffic, I said, oh, I don't know, maybe I should look at that. And I was like, Oh, I can't see any. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but at the end of May this year, I had 35 sessions, 74 page views and 53 seconds average time spent at the end of July which is two months later. Yeah. Yep. I had 153 sessions for the month, 369 views and one minute, 52 seconds average time spent, which is double the time wow. and like five times the sessions. That's incredible. Yeah. So it's going in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> seems like you're being found. Uh, I love that. Which then brings us on to the Google My Business piece. How is your ranking going on that? Because we put some focus on that. You've got some different reviews. The reviews yeah. have come in. So we've been getting more views. Uh, I've done some more tweaking, adding more images, and I changed around my title again a little more, or like kind of what my offering is. And so far, so good. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's hard for me to tell where it's showing up myself because I've am involved but from the report they send me it's a lot more i uh, i can't find it i just got it but the report they sent me my views were up like 400 percent or something wow yeah it was a lot it's definitely like 
it's trended aggressively upwards since we started working on it and making it definable and not confused for a print shop. So, <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Since we started focusing on it, it's trended aggressively up. Yeah. Has anyone contacted you? Has anything happened? So I actually did get a call yesterday um, from someone who found An me. actual call? Yeah. Someone rung you? Yeah. I was like, oh, this is Christina. He's like, is this fresh print media? Except not like that. He didn't have an accent. <laughs> well, he did, but it wasn't one I can replicate. Um, and so it ended up not where he had a very tight turnaround. And I think he ended up working with someone else because they were physically closer to where he was. But it was, you know, good. And I was able to follow up. He said, you know, like maybe something not so urgent in the future we can talk. So, um, you know, but I was like, wow, that's it's working. It's like, you know, someone called me. Oh. That's the first step. Yeah. That is the first step. That's so exciting that you have inbound calls. Inbound marketing is actually working. And I think some people sometimes forget to get excited about this stuff because they're like, well, it didn't work out. Yeah. So like, well, you, someone rang you. No one yeah. was ringing you a while ago. <laughs> now someone rang you. This is amazing. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. It was exciting. I was like, who, who, why are you, who's calling me for business? <laughs> Is this spam? Yeah, no. <laughs> kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> oh, I love that. So it, it feels as though the business is trending in the right direction. How do you feel? No, I definitely feel like it is. I feel like it's that stage where you just have to keep going. And, you know, whenever anyone talks about finding success it's always like just uh before they were like ready to quit or like they were like ready to quit say screw this throw the towel in and then they just kept kept at it and then they got through that valley in that down moment and that like it's not working and like that's when things went and so i think i think i'm in that place where i've got a lot of stuff going positively as far as what i have control over and now I'm going to see that payoff if I just keep at it. I also started a Pinterest last week, and I'm happy to say that I have five followers, Woo! which is exciting. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't sound like much because, like, I have thousands on Instagram, right? But I was like, oh, look at me. I've got five followers now. I was like, that's a good number. <laughs> so, you know, it's a good start. Well, apparently Pinterest is nothing to do with the number of followers and it's to do with the amount of traffic and click-through it yeah. brings. Because um, some of the most successful pins, the accounts don't have very many followers, but the traffic they drive is unbelievable. Yeah. Where can the audience find you on Pinterest? If you're listening to this and on Pinterest, help Christina make yeah. 10. Yeah, pin uh, me. Where do they find you? <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm just on there as Fresh Print Media. I don't. I love that. Know. So we can find you anywhere as fresh print media. Yeah, I don't know enough about it to know what I'm. I'm learning. It's it's a new thing for me. But I think also I can add it to my website so that you can pin images directly from my website. So that's exciting. That's awesome. Yeah, we're working on learning. I'm trying to make sure <laughs> that my pins are set up so that people know where they came from if they like it and want to have someone do something similar for them. So yeah, but I'm I'm learning about that. That was just yesterday or yesterday last week. I just set that up. So, so you're making huge progress. Things are moving in the right direction. 
we've got a clear vision. We know where we're going. I feel good about this. Yeah, I think we're on the right track. So let's finish up this episode with going, what are you going to do about all of this, Christina? What can I help you do? What do you want to do? And where do we go with this? I want to do what I, well, I want to, I want to realize this vision of me that I think you probably see more than I do, but I'm starting to come around. Okay. (laughs) I'm getting there where I am a salesperson and I can do the sales. And, and I think part of that is, I think the number one thing I can do is be more shouty and excited and sharing on my, all my networks not just to my like business Instagram or et cetera. So more shouty. I'm going to challenge you on that action, more shouty. What does that actually mean? <laughs> uh, I think it means sharing projects on like my personal Facebook, even my LinkedIn, I could do more, just more sharing. Um, I think it means sharing stuff to my Facebook and not just being like, Oh, here's a thing and like scurrying away. But I think it's like putting it out and saying, Hey, I'm really excited to say that like, uh, did this magazine shoot and I got the cover or I'm really proud of some of the work I'm putting out right now. If you haven't checked it out, you know, check out, here's a teaser. I think it's just saying like being, instead of just saying, Oh, I, I did a thing or there's a new post up. It's, maybe giving some background to how I'm excited about it. I think it's getting on video more, you know, I'm trying, I'm making an effort to do more video and real stuff when it comes to the Instagram. I say it like an old lady, the Instagram, um, the Instagram. Yeah. That's kind of what I say. I'm going on the Facebook. <laughs> yes. So <laughs> I think it's, I think it's being like, excited and personable as the face of the business and not just as, you know, going on there and saying, hi, I'm Christina and I run Fresh Print Media and here are some tips and tricks or here's something I want to talk about or here's this thing. I think it's being proud to be the business because I am at the end of the day, like being proud to be the face and not hiding behind a company name because it's more comfortable for my little imposter syndrome life. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm going to, uh, Ask the question, what are you actually committing to? How many posts and when? Uh, I think I'm committing to three Facebook posts a week, on just on my personal. Or I mean... I would be happy if you committed to one Facebook post and one LinkedIn post about your business that you're excited about. Okay, one Facebook. That would make me so happy. So we were just about to sort of confirm what you were up to and you were halfway through saying a Facebook post, a LinkedIn post and And an Instagram post on my, on my personal Instagram because I have a much bigger viewership there that probably doesn't know what I do anyways, because I don't know if anyone knows. So let's make them know. Exactly. Share it. You never know what comes from that. I always remember a while back there was when I was working for, Panasonic way back in the day. The HR manager's name was Graham. And we lost touch over the years. We were friends on, played football together when I was at Panasonic and we were friends on LinkedIn. And then years later, I'm talking probably a decade, 
when I was starting my business, maybe I was a couple of years in and I started posting on LinkedIn regularly about what I was doing, he contacted me and said, oh, I see you're running training courses. I've moved here. He was at Air Arabia in Dubai. And he said, I need customer service training. And I won a contract to go out to Dubai and deliver customer service training for Air Arabia. But it came from me putting myself out there and telling people what I'd been up to. And you never know where this stuff leads. You have no idea who now from your past is actually running businesses that needs your service. It's true. Very true. So the last thing I wanted to ask you is the sales bits. What would you like to commit to on developing this vision of the confident saleswoman? I don't know. I think I need help with answering that. I don't know. Like what will make the best, what will help the most or what will make the biggest strides in terms of, you know, I guess discomfort. Like, (laughs) you know, um, but what will have the biggest effect, even if it's the most painful, but I think sometimes, you know, we have to, if you put off the pain, you don't really get anywhere. So, you know, what, what is that? What should I do? Would you like to commit to an episode on how to learn sales with me? Sure. That was a nervous sure. I mean, I mean it, it sounds <laughs> scary, but yes, I'll commit to it. I feel like that's the least painful first step, talking to me for an hour on a podcast. Yeah, that I can do. I've done it. <laughs> I'm not going to die. <laughs> 23 times so far. You've survived every single one of them, and you are still here, breathing, living, with sparkling eye contact. You've made it. Woo. Okay, so uh, if you're listening to this right now, tune in for that episode. It'll be so important for all of us. We will be doing How to Learn how to sell. And I will come to you with all of my best ideas, all of my best thoughts, what made the most difference for me, because I was in the same place where I couldn't contact people. I had pain with sales, Christina, I was in exactly the same place. And I still have my phobias, but I'm well, I have improved so much since then. So I will come to you with my best ideas for that. You okay? okay. You look slightly scared. No, no, I'm good. I I promise to ask lots of weird questions. <laughs> I love that. That's exactly what we need. Weird <laughs> questions. Perfect. So we've got posting, we've got sales, we'll make progress. We're measuring what we're doing and we have a clear vision to check in on. And in a month's time on the podcast, maybe in three or four episodes, we'll check in on that vision and whether we're making progress towards it again next time. Christina, this has been a huge amount of fun. Yes, it has. I like this a lot. Good episode. Excellent. Excellent. And for those of you who are listening, please, step one, tune in with your vision. Step two, work out what you need to measure to know if you're moving towards it and then start measuring it every month. And then step three, ask yourself the question, who do I need to become to get to that vision? And that is where the real magic will start to happen. So join Christina and I on a journey to developing the skills we need to be the business people we want to be. Thank you for listening to The Rebel Entrepreneur. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. 
Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.